0: Welcome in to the Fools on Stools podcast. My name is Colin Brown, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Anthony Council and Kevin Walker. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022, episode 34 of the Fools on Stools podcast. Hopefully, y'all are having a wonderful day. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. We've got a lot to talk about today, including everything happening in preseason football, contract talks with Lamar Jackson, and of course, college football getting away with week zero coming up this weekend. And it'll be owners planning to sell their team. Uh, Fernando Tatis gets suspended for 80 games. Formula One returns with three back-to-back weekends with the first coming in Belgium this week. And, of course, everything happened in the association with Kevin Durant, Chet Holgren, and, of course, even a little EuroLeague action. Boys, it's been a while. How are y'all doing?
1: Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well.
2: Anthony, how about you? We're getting to talk about sports all day. Best what feeling, that, the best feeling. It, it doesn't get better than that, guys. It, it really doesn't. It's been a minute, but summer is is over, and we back. Especially preseason's back, and there's been a whole lot. Yeah. It's been crazy. Very been much. A so. lot
0: going on. Absolutely. Without any further ado, do you want to jump right into it? Let's dive in. All right. So so far we are about we are approaching the third week and the final week of the NFL preseason, right before we get to. Games that actually matter, as they like to say in the NFL. But there's plenty of storylines that we got to get into.
2: I mean, preseason matters, you know, well,
0: a little bit. I mean, uh, you got to see what you what you see. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, and, and this is a great time for guys that may be on the roster bubble to make a name for themselves and make it on the roster, like Dallas Cowboys USFL
1: former league MVP gavante Turpin. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like electric. I mean, I know everybody saw that he returned the ninety-eight yard kick return touchdown, and then returned a eighty-six yard punt return for a touchdown. I don't think many people know, though. I mean, because I mean it is preseason, so I don't know who all really watched. But he made that return off of he he only touched the ball twice that night or three times that night. He had a carry as well for seven yards, but he didn't drop the ball. Every return he had was a touchdown. He had one kick return touchdown and one punt return touchdown, and that's all he had. They were like, hey, we got this guy. We don't need to see anything else. He's electric. I mean, and it's not like he was doing it later in the game. Doesn't really matter. This was all done before the ha- before halftime.
0: Yeah, against guys that are probably going to be
2: playing on oh, Sundays, yeah, It's not like just watching from the sidelines
1: and no. everything. No,
2: yeah, for sure. Like... You know, Horn Frog for life for him. Yep. You know, former TCU product. Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, the one one thing about the Cowboys is, you know, a lot of people were a little bit they weren't upset, but there were some mixed reactions after our draft. You know, with our first rounder. You know, um, but something about the Cowboys that I've always loved is that we always find those those diamonds. You know, in the rough, and they're always so shiny. And whenever a preseason comes, they just they just show out and show up every single
1: time. Yeah.
2: And that's what Turbin did.
1: Yeah, but it's not it really, it wasn't really no diamond in the rough. I mean, he was the USFL MVP for crying out loud. I mean, the Jersey Generals. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. demolished it. Um, has some problems in TCU, played for four different leagues, worked his way back up to the NFL, signed a three year deal with the Cowboys. Um, I mean yeah, he was a part of that uh, fan control league. Yes, time. oh yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he he was he was bounced around a little bit, but he's back in the NFL, and it looks like he. I mean, even Mike McCarthy said he's going to be catching some returns from uh, when it goes to the game in Tampa Bay. The
0: value of a great returner is so underrated in today's game because I mean, obviously, like you don't see Devin Hester just walking out of college oh, no. being yeah, like you no. know going to make an impact. So if you get a guy like this. Not only does he—I mean, again, he's going to return something this year, barring his health and knocking on wood for him. Of course. Um, he's going to have, I think, one either punt or kick return touchdown. It takes pressure off of anybody else having to, like, fill that spot. And even if he doesn't, just getting those extra 5, 10, 20 yards can be, you know, one less first down that the Cowboys' offense has to get before they're even in field goal range oh, yeah. and much less, you know, getting touchdowns. So oh yeah, I do think this is going to be big for them. Um He's not a big guy, is he? No. Five foot seven.
1: Yeah, like 165 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> my height.
0: Me and you both right now. Yeah, yeah. So
1: I mean, maybe different weight though. But there's a, there is bit, a distinct bit. difference between me, you, and him. Oh yeah. And that is his electric speed and moves. I mean, boy, you look at him. Uh, he catches that ball and he's gone. Oh I mean, yeah. Spin, move, speed, lateral movement. He's got it all. Oh yeah. No, I'd be, I'd be strictly a touchback. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I mean, it'd be risky just to see if I could even catch the ball.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, for the Cowboys, this is something that, in terms of just a weapon, I don't... Uh, he has talent, obviously, at the wide receiver position, being a former league MVP um, of the USFL. He probably will be a gadget guy at first, because I don't think he's quite at the level of like an NFL wide receiver, like an every down, right, running routes and everything. And that's like, fine. But definitely, like again, jet sweeps, little oh, reverses, yeah. Absolutely. kick return, punt return. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He could definitely be a gadget guy that could maybe spark the Cowboys' offense if they get a little stagnant, so...
1: I think this is a huge underrated pickup for the Dallas Cowboys. And not only that, but you think about it. You, we always talk about having, uh, having. oh, my God, my name. My, the he name just a, blank. Tony yeah. Pollard. Sorry. <laughs> Good Man, gracious. He, he had a brain fart. Got I so say. much <laughs> going on in my head today. It's a lot of football. Had, you know, we always talk about having Tony Pollard, and the Cowboys have talked about him all this year. Running back, wide receiver, yep. flex, everywhere. Yep. He's all over the field but if you can have Kevontae Turpin returning kicks and returning punts then you can Ooh, keep man. Tony Pollard rested just a little bit more right that I mean that that's even more electric plays on the offense and its momentum and it's everything that the Cowboys need especially on special teams yeah it's
2: going to be dangerous man it's going to be dangerous that first game against Tampa is going to be very exciting at home cuz you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the first play <laughs> is Turbin running for that a touchdown. That would be absolutely be, listen, insane. I, I, listen, I'm, <laughs>
0: I'm going to do my NFL season predictions. I always do them every year. Like, I release them the Thursday of the first game of the season. Yeah. Um. Every year. Dallas, Dallas has got a sneaky game against Tampa Bay. With all the injuries they've dealt with in the offseason with Tom Brady going on a weird— Whatever you want to y- call it. Yeah, a little hiatus. Um. It could be an interesting one for Dallas. But there are some other teams that we got to get to in the NFL preseason— Including a little quarterback battle happening in Pittsburgh with between Mason Rudolph, Mitchell Trubisky, and of course the for only quarterback drafted in the first round this past draft, Kenny Pickett. Is it a battle? Is
2: it really a battle?
1: I don't know. I think I've heard the I think I've heard the the saying Pittsburgh Steelers as in Kenny (laughs) Pickett. (laughs) Yeah, I I think playing the hometown kid would really help this franchise. You know, obviously losing Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Ben Roethlisberger, and Mm -hmm. just. You know, losing Juju, having different things happen in the program, how Mike Tomlin continues to have no losing season absolutely baffles me, but you have Najee Harris in the backfield, so all things are well as far as that goes, and you do have receivers. I think you throw Kenny Pickett out there week one, see what he's worth, see what he's about, and maybe try to shop one of the other quarterbacks, whether it be Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, but I think if if you're doing what the fans want and what Honestly, it would be best for the program, in my opinion. I think you'd throw Kenny Pickett out there week one and see what he's about. To add on to that point, Kevin, because I do agree with your point. I do believe Kenny Pickett should be the starter.
0: One uh, rumored tweet that I saw, uh, yeah, it speculation, it's not, of not officially confirmed yet, but they are saying if the Pittsburgh Steelers actually do decide to go with Kenny Pickett— they would potentially look to trade Mitchell Trubisky to the Giants because last year Brian Dayball was the It'd OC. Be perfect, yeah. Would be the OC I Buffalo. that they would have like, you know, familiarity with the system. It could be something, especially if Daniel Jones doesn't get off to the best start this year, that mm-hmm. they have somebody else to go to, but that's beside the point. Agreeing with your point that I do believe Kenny Pickett should be the starter. Let's let's be frank. We talked about this before the show, a little off-air. this quarterback class for college football coming up after this season, it's going to be loaded. Like, there's oh, potentially yeah. up to six guys going in the first round. Yeah. And if you're Pittsburgh, right, you're in a division with Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Deshaun Watson, whenever he gets, obviously, obviously his situation figured out, and going forward, obviously, after right, this year. Right, of course. Um, So you need to figure out if Kenny Pickett can be the guy that can let you hang with those three giant, absolute behemoths of quarterbacks. And the only way you're going to do it is giving him the full reign. Now, I understand... That their offensive line, they haven't seemed to get quite where they wanted to. They've been really trying some things, plugging and playing different players. They also have some retirements and you know people getting old and that this this that and the other. I still believe you gotta you gotta throw Kenny out there. You gotta see if if he's gonna be the real guy that you can for sure lead yourself into the future for.
1: Yeah, I mean truly, let it be a quarterback battle. Throw Mitch out there, then throw hmm. Kenny out there, see what happens. I mean. I I mean, what do you have to lose? You do want to find out if do I have a guy or not going into this this draft that's coming up this uh this upcoming year.
2: Yeah, because I mean that I mean the
1: quarterback class
2: in the AFC North is you know Deshaun Watson possibly Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Like that's
0: yes. Thank you for echoing me. Anthony.
2: I know. I know. I know. I, 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 know. <laughs> I just I just I just wanted to reiterate because it it's just like it's it's, it's big yeah. like, like like it's huge because it's like yeah like bro like yeah. and the reason why I reiterated it is because. What do you guys think? And I just want to hear y'all's prediction. You know, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season in years. Mm -hmm. Never has. Do you guys think he's going to have one this year?
1: I I mean, I think at this point he's done so—I don't even—like I said before, it absolutely baffles me that he hasn't had one yet. I just see some way they scrap together a, a nine and eight season, or or you know just somehow. I don't think he does. I don't want to give
0: away too much because, like I said, I am going to be releasing those predictions of everything. But it's it's going to be close for yeah. sure. So that's,
2: a that's a lot. Awesome. Of, that's a lot of talent in in, in in AFC North.
0: Yeah. Um. It is, and it or it's a yes, and it's it's something that again they just need to figure out the answer. The quicker you can figure it out, the quicker you can get them off your books, and the quicker that you can see if he is the legit quarterback for this franchise
2: because i mean it's going to be a I, i'm guessing it's going to be an easy win against the lions for the last game of preseason and then you're throwing if you're taking him at quarterback you're taking him against um the Bengals, I, I who get has it. joe burrow i get it on the other side let's just let's see with what the that bangles defense let's, i'm just saying let's see what the kid can do i'm just saying let's, and then and then the next week and this is the last thing next week you're playing the patriots well, the Patriots aren't, don't look like they're all that much put together, so we'll I see mean, what happens. It might actually mean, not be too bad, yeah. It, it's the pay- You If you got Bill Belichick on the I, other I, side— yeah, No,
0: listen, defense, I'm sure, will show up, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they look like this year. Speaking of that, Kevin, you did bring this up. So we've had, uh, obviously, some look and reports of the New England Patriots. Um, their offense not looking up to par. They obviously don't have an official—or I, I wouldn't say an official. They don't have, like, a— uh they don't have a fullback well they well they don't have an offensive coordinator yes that's true right. um so yeah. and, and again the the spending of pass catchers by the new england patriots including wide receivers and tight ends is by far the most in the league and yet the only things they really have to show for it are hunter henry johnny smith i think Devonte parker's on the team Jac- jacoby myers definitely not an uh overwhelming group when you right. look at some of the other units and mac jones is in year two with no oc a blackluster group of weapons and the Patriots haven't looked good in practice. Like a lot of, especially like the scrimmages against each other, against other teams, they've looked really subpar from all the reports.
1: And yeah, even yeah, like you said, reports. Even like Patriots inside beat reporters have said, this this is kind of a frantic time. Every everybody's kind of looking around. Like, is Bill really going to be able to pull this together? Because obviously it's Bill Belichick. He's not going to say anything. He's not going to release any information. He's not going to give any team the upper hand. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the team that they scrimmaged against was the Raiders, and yes. a.k.a. Yes. You know, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh yep. McDaniels. So it, it, a lot of comfortability there. So have they really even seen anything that they're not used to yet is kind of the question. I mean, I don't really know what the Patriots are going to do, what they're going to look like. I bet against Tom Brady I've lost, and I'm not going to bet against Bill Belichick, but it kind of looks like they're going to have a very rocky season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be up and down, but when you have, I mean, like I said, you know, Bill Belichick is going to be able to rally the troops, and I mean, yes, Mac Jones is going to have some bumps in the road, but... I think he'll be fine. Now, they do got to find an offensive coordinator as fast as they
1: possibly can because Breezy and almost over. Well, apparently they're they're comfortable with just, uh, what was it, Judge and, and Patricia? Matt, well, they're saying Matt Patricia is the play caller, but not necessarily the right. offensive coordinator, per right.
0: se. He's just the one actually calling the plays with yeah. the guy that he, still holds a pencil but, in his ear with a laminated piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's not the offensive line. coordinator. That's, that's, that's the
1: same. Okay. That's, that's who you're going with, Bill? Okay. I mean, it, it's it's an interesting situation, but yeah. it's Bill Belichick. How are you going to tell one of the possible greatest coaches of all time what to do? So, it, Absolutely. Um, last thing before—well,
0: uh, not the last thing, but just I wanted to talk about some rising stars because obviously we talked about Kevontae Turpin. Mm-hmm. There's been some other guys that have been showing out this preseason, um, one of whom was Green Bay wide receiver— uh, oh, I know Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. Josh no, Dobbs Josh, is the quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. He plays in Cleveland. Romeo Dobbs. got myself. Um, has has been flashing. Uh, he caught three passes for 45, uh, and a touchdown last week, and then recorded three receptions for 24 yards and another touchdown Friday night. Also, Damian Pierce, uh, running back for the Houston Texans, uh, has gotten the support of head coach Lovey Smith, uh, to beat potentially the, the the team's lead running back going into the season. Is there anybody else that you guys really like to put your emphasis on, or what do you think yeah. of those two
1: guys for so far? Number one, right off the bat, Sky Moore in Kansas City—an absolute steal that they got out over there. I don't know if he's going to make the starting three just because they do already have Juju, and I know he's kind of got a lingering, you know, like yeah, MBS. issue going on yep. right now. But yeah, and you know, you got some guys over there. But don't be surprised if he gets some play time I mean, if he doesn't use that play time to make some legitimate plays. He—he's—they're saying he's athletic. He's making plays. He's already understood the offense. I I think Sky Moore could really be some guy in the future. I
0: would say he's is he Central Michigan? I, he's either Western or Central Michigan.
1: I, think. I can look it up for you. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but
0: yeah, he's he's looked great. I've 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 also echoed those sentiments uh, from camp because obviously, I mean, with Travis Kelsey being the clear number one, they brought in Juju. They brought in MVS. Mm-hmm. We'll, well, you know he's gonna have to wait and be patient with uh, in terms of getting targets from Pat, but yeah, he's
1: definitely somebody that could potentially take the top off the defense for sure. Yeah. And another one, if I may throw out one more, one that some that a lot of people, especially the Twitter space, clowned on a lot, George Pickens in Pittsburgh. Oh, hmm. You want to? I mean, I know yeah. we were just talking about Pittsburgh. Yeah. He, they're saying he's a guy. Yeah. And I know, and I know everybody they're was making fun of him. Yeah, he's him. They're yeah. saying that, I know, they're saying that they were making fun of him and everybody was, the no. all the jokes are going away right now because they're saying he's making plays and as, yeah, yeah he is him. The Steelers, well, they just churn out wide receivers. Oh yeah, yeah they do. And the all amount the of time. videos
0: that I got sent um, of him just bullying our second year, or, or rookie corner, excuse me, uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, on the block play, where he just looks at him and basically shoves him to the ground, <laughs> uh, Kobe wasn't apparently expecting uh, to be blocked on that play. But yeah, George Pickens definitely looks like a force in league. He caught a really nice in the corner touchdown oh, yeah. Yeah. in that game. Yeah, he looks physical uh, from the University of Georgia, and uh, yeah, he should be he should be good for Pittsburgh.
2: But of course, I mean, it's a Pittsburgh wide receiver. Do we expect yeah. anything else? Answer Who do you got, brother? You know, for me, I'm not gonna lie. I just want to shout out uh, the Bills. They're just scary, man. Like, the fact that they're blowing teams out in preseason, like, that's ridiculous. You saw the game against the Broncos. They obliterated them. It shows their depth, man. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, everybody needs to watch out for the Bills, especially KC. Yeah. Because if... if and, and 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 especially if Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Tyreek Hill and Juju ain't the answer for him, yeah. The Bills, they, they, they remember that game. Listen, the, the Bills...
0: I know because the result was that the Kansas City Chiefs won in overtime. The Bills didn't lose that game. The Bills oh, didn't get a chance
1: no. to get the goal. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. And they know that. They know that for a fact. And they didn't even waste any time. They brought back, if not all, majority of their guys added Von Miller in the offseason, which I think a lot of people are actually kind of forgetting that Von Miller is on this squad right. already. Yeah, two-time Super Bowl champion Yeah, Von Miller. Yeah. And not just for like one year deal, like he is I've correct him wrong, like a three year deal, right? I mean, he's there for a good good amount of time. Yeah, no, it was a multi-year deal. Um, yeah, big money guaranteed. I think
0: he's looking to, you know, potentially make some more Super Bowl runs. He's even trying to recruit OBJ.
1: Oh, dude, over if there. they got OBJ <laughs> in the oh dude, that'd be nasty. But not and yeah. to even further uh furthermore to reiterate on the Bills defense. They didn't have Tre'Davious White. If no. I mean, I think they're probably their best corner, probably easy. a top, mm-hmm. easy top ten corner in the league when Absolutely. healthy. Right. They lost him, uh, during like the Thanksgiving, you know Thanksgiving time. Yeah. They lost him. If he, they have him fully healthy this year, dude. It's over. I mean, I know why the Bills are the, are the Super Bowl favorites, and I believe we've talked off air. It would be really cool to see them finally get one. They deserve it. Josh Allen is that guy. I mean, they—they just—they're a lovable team, but that AFC is stacked. I know, I know, Patrick Mahomes don't have Tyreek Hill, but when you have Patrick Mahomes, dude, you just kind of, just kind of hold on and see what happens because he can make plays, and then you have Bengals, but Bengals are kind of looking a little rocky. You know, Jericho missing some time, but yeah, that's true. But then, and one team that not a lot of people are really talking about, that they really should, and I'm gonna, and I, I'm. This is kind of going to be my my saying throughout the year, depending on how the, I think the freaking Las Vegas Raiders are going to kill it this year. Okay, I think with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, not only is the fourth Dump, best quarterback in his own division, but that's, that's cool. you can, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and that's cool. fine. It's fine. <laughs> you can be the fourth best quarterback in your division when you have Darren Waller, yep, Hunter Renfro, yep, Devonte Adams, right, and Josh Jacobs, yep and a pretty good O-line. It's
2: pretty
0: nice, bro. Yeah, Leatherwood's been struggling in camp, but besides the point. Yeah. I'm just good. saying, I you think yeah.
1: I think that things are looking up in 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 Las Vegas almost at Oakland. <laughs> almost at Oakland. Las Vegas.
2: Yeah. We love you Oakland, but unfortunately they're not yeah. there anymore. Yeah. We'll see how Derek Carr does, you know? Yeah, We'll nope. see. But maybe maybe he'll be the same exact quarterback as he was last year. Maybe.
0: And it, to be honest, look, Derek Carr had a really great year last year, uh, last year. Excuse me. Dealing with all the injuries, dealing with all the turmoil of John Gruden, obviously dealing with uh, Henry Ruggs and all Took that Took a stuff. lot
2: of
1: leadership last year. It Big did. role. Because, like, how many
2: playoff wins has he had? Well, they got
1: to the playoffs on an absolute. i was about to say he's well, it's zero. Oh, 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 it's zero. It's, zero. A it's donut. Zero. It is zero.
0: Really? Yeah. But hey, listen. Well, yeah, oh, okay. everything Everything could change. Opportunities have presented themselves hey, now, ma- hey, so we'll see Matthew, what happens. Matthew Stafford entering last year had
2: zero. Fourth best quarterback in his division. That's all I gotta say. There and go. but that's you may have the number one wide receiver. But you're receiver. you're
1: making that sound like it's like the NFC East. We're talking about one of the most stacked divisions in football right now. I can compl- Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it's it. Uh, I love the Las Vegas optimism, but they've got a they've got a massive division ahead of them. That, that's I'm sorry, arguably the best division in NFL history.
2: I'm not that's a betting huge. man, and I said this on the previous podcast that we did on Monday. I am not betting money on the Raiders. I do not care. <laughs> I he did say this. He you had this. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and I get it, like completely different. But, bro. No. Yep. I'm I get it. Not. I'm not. I'm not.
0: Well, but, speaking of quarterbacks, there's a certain quarterback in the NFL right now who's looking to get paid. We've talked about him before on this podcast, but he has now set a deadline. We're talking about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are reportedly facing a really big uphill battle to get a deal done by the week one deadline set by Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar is looking apparently for a fully guaranteed deal uh, similar to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Kyler Murray recently became the second highest paid quarterback in in the NFL um, annually at 46.1 million. Aaron Rodgers obviously being the first at 50.3. So we would have to assume roughly it's going to be somewhere in that uh, million dollar range, probably a five year deal, probably looking at, you know, 230, 240, 250. It's going to be interesting to see um, if and what the deal looks like when it gets done. But what are y'all's thoughts on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens contract situation?
1: I think it's interesting, but. Just because, and I said this off air, if Lamar Jackson gets what we think he's gonna get, and it whether it be fully guaranteed or just a massive deal, whatever, I think it would be the biggest and most significant contract in NFL history that has ever been negotiated by no agent, just the player himself and whoever he has represented, whether it be his mom or his family member or whatever, and. You know, some people don't like that there's no agent, some people love that there's no agent. There's opposing views on each side, but one thing is very clear and has been very like everybody knows that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have an incredible relationship. He loves his head coach. They I mean, they have planned their entire team and offense around him. So they have all full intentions on then signing him. I, I don't have I don't have any doubt that they'll get it done. I just I think you're not gonna get as much guaranteed as Deshaun Watson, because the the Browns completely messed up that market. <laughs> like, we want to I, talk about messing up the market. Yeah, no, no Like, but yeah. I think he'll get more, just not as much guaranteed, and he'll probably be a top four as far as quarterbacks. Getting paid in uh, each year. Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna surpass Kyler. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Kyler, yeah, Kyler sure. doesn't have
0: a league MVP like Lamar does. Lamar's been to the playoffs more than so. Kyler you Murray
1: said has. Aaron Rodgers gets fifty million a year. 50.3 s- So I don't think he'll get fifty million. A I don't year. think. Yeah,
0: I think he'll be the new number two. I I would yeah. assume, like I said, around forty eight, maybe forty eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, five year, probably looking at you know whatever that is money wise, like two forty ish, roughly. Yeah. Um. Listen, Kevin, you nailed it right on the head. They have all the leverage. Like, they completely turn this whole offense, their whole team, based around Lamar Jackson. Lamar, he's such a unique player. I mean, we've talked about it, you know, on previous episodes, so I don't want to, like, dive in too much again about, like, how unique he is. But you can't just sit there and be like, all right, listen, we're going to move in a new direction expect to be, you know, just plug and play some other guy. You have to wipe clean. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, Lamar... Lamar's gonna get his money. I believe so. I believe the Ravens are gonna pay him. Whether it's fully guaranteed, we'll see. But Lamar definitely has the leverage uh in this in these negotiations. And the Ravens, listen, they dealt with an absurdity of injuries last year. Yeah. They were they were the team. Uh Marcus Peters went down. Uh they had like a defensive tackle that went down, like new, J.K. Running, Dobbins went down. Running backs yeah, exactly. all
1: like two or three running backs went down. Yeah, I and mean, it was a tough year,
0: and it was uncharacteristic. And this year, they're looking to see if they can battle again for another division crown, potentially the playoffs again. And they need Lamar at the forefront, and they need to make sure that he's on board. Now he's been completely supportive, and he's been, uh, or excuse me, negotiating in good faith. Obviously, him and his family member who he negotiates with. But yeah, this is going to be very interesting because as the time gets closer, the, the, you know, the longer the deal isn't done, the more Ravens fans are going to sweat.
2: Yep, and I also think that I mean I, I'm I'm happy that they're they're giving the 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 running quarterback who is kind of accurate at passing, a uh, money. That's great. I'm I'm happy. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are we catching Lamar Jackson slander right now? Uh, yes, very much so. Wow, I love Lamar Jackson. Like I, he deserves his money, absolutely. And, yes, last year they had a lot of injuries. I'm not taking that away from them. I get it. Injuries happen. It's football. Yeah. Like, hello. But I just want you to show up in the playoffs. I get it. Hey. That, that's it. That's, that's all. That's like, fine. Like, like if yeah. if everyone is healthy, if everyone is healthy, yeah. do you think they're still going to win the division? I think they have a damn good shot at winning it. Again,
0: mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it because you keep I, asking me these questions. You're trying to like get me to I bait it.
2: <laughs> I, I'm not, but I'm 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 just saying because like they had they absolutely have a shot. Yeah, because have, they absolutely do. Because the, like like you said, their offense is ran around him like completely yep. ran around him. Yep. But as time goes on and the ticker starts ticking, and you don't see results that you're wanting, especially mm. getting back to a Super Bowl after you won one yep. years ago, and that's the goal. If you ain't seeing results. Yeah. Hey. I mean, listen, I, I, I agree. That's like the one thing on his resume that he needs to check
0: off. He got his first playoff win the last time he was in the playoffs. Now obviously last year happened and he wasn't in the playoffs. And I'm not taking that away. But he I laid out my top ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He's a top 10 quarterback to me. I think I had him the oh, yeah. ninth yeah. Kevin, because it was an episode that you weren't yeah, yeah. yeah. Um when you have a top 10 like guy like that, when you have a something or somebody that provides something that nobody else or rarely few people can provide you in the NFL, you sign him Seattle. Um, but anyways, (laughs) um, when you have a top 10 quarterback, especially you, you understand what you're getting into because when you don't have a top 10 guy, you're sitting there, you're praying that everything falls right. That you don't have the injury luck and Mm -hmm. everything. You have less room for error. When you have a guy that's this level in the most important position of the NFL, you have to sign him. And that's why I think Lamar really holds a lot of the leverage. And it wouldn't shock me if he gets like a bigger size Deshaun Watson deal. I just, criticism is fair, Anthony. I'm just saying that's, he, like you you make well, sure you pay him. Like, like I'm not trying to
2: hate on him at all. Right. My thing is just like, and I love that he's betting on himself. I think that is the new wave of the game right now of betting on yourself because, you know. Works if for Dak, you, yeah. It, hello, I yeah. mean, like, if you don't bet on yourself, then who are you going to bet on? Like, like, that's the thing. I didn't have Dak
0: in my top 10. You still got to pay him. Like Dak yeah. is Dak is that borderline again? Some people would argue top ten, whatever. Like Dak Prescott, Derek Carr that we just talked about. Like any of those guys that are the, the upper echelon, you have to pay them. in top I'll, fifteen. Yeah, I wouldn't go top probably top twelve. Top, 12? top okay. twelve. Okay, that's not, yeah, that's reasonable. A but better. not only that, but because <laughs> when you get to top fifteen, then you bring up Kirk Cousins, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not geez. trying. Kirk Cousins. I'm on. not trying to pay that.
1: <laughs> I mean this a no slander, and I'll get back onto what I was going to talk about. But Kirk Cousins is like the average of average of nfl quarterbacks
0: he gets the job done he can run your offense but if you ask him to do anything else hey
2: look as long as he gets the job done
1: (laughs) don't ask him to do any more please yeah but going back on going back to the lamar jackson conversation lamar jackson's only 24 years old and it's being reported that he bolted a whole 18 pounds worth of muscle this offseason so it's not like he's just kind of you know, staying the same or riding even. He is getting better year by year. Oh, he's committed. And there's no telling what yeah. he's doing off the field. You know, whether if that's a numerous hours of film study, <clears throat> Calumary, or it's, you <laughs> okay. know, I mean, obviously working out, bulking up. Whether if he's getting faster, learning the offense. Lamar Jackson is fully invested. I think the Ravens are. This deal is going to get done. I just, I don't see it going any other way. I think it's just whether if it's going to be more guaranteed money or just more money, less guaranteed absolutely i I get
2: it i I get get it it. but you know like the saying goes talk is cheap talk is the cheapest thing you got but sometimes it's the only thing you can stand on to i get you i get you and we'll we'll wait to see obviously i want to see lamar reach the absolute
0: pinnacle of what he could reach and Anthony, your criticisms are fair. So we'll see if maybe yeah. he answers them this weekend. I mean, obviously he's listening to the show, so he's gonna have it kind of written in his in the, locker you know, somewhere. Hello, hello. He, your name's gonna like they're gonna do the reporter thing in the locker room, and your name's just gonna be plastered up on there. Exactly. He'll what your quote. I'm he's the,
2: gonna have <laughs> I'm the hot taker. He's gonna have a,
1: he's gonna have some wrist tape on him, and it's gonna have your quote on you. And he's gonna yep. he's gonna Every use time. it as motivation. Yeah, it's not even a play sheet, just gonna be your right. quote. Ant yeah.
0: said this. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but we've got some other football to talk about, but it's not necessarily the NFL. It's no. college football season, baby. And we are back. Week zero is this weekend, Um, as we are recording this on the 24th of for, August. Uh, for Mean Green. Yeah, well, Mean Green does start their season. Uh, We do actually talk about the Mean Green more on the our new podcast that all three of us are on, the Green Guys podcast. If you want to check more about, we talked about the NFL season. We broke down each individual game, offense, defense, all that stuff. So if you want to check it out, please go check out the Green Guys podcast over on Apple and Spotify. Yeah,
1: all your main green uh, goods, whether it be football, basketball, soccer, you name it, we're gonna talk about it, and it's uh, it's with some great people. So go check it out on Spotify, Apple, like all, like Colin said, wherever you get your podcast. But yeah. yeah, speaking of contracts, even though we are talking about college football, yeah, the best. I mean, I think I can pretty much say the best college football coach of all time right
0: i i mean he definitely has the resume to make that argument
1: yeah saban got paid
0: yeah and saban went from the richest to the richest he yes, went from yes. more rich or the rich got
2: richer r- the rich got richer a little, little, little a
1: little bit less rich to i'm richer than
2: you once again all the way to 2030 baby oh, man. 2030 and rightfully so man. i don't know how long i can deal with this alabama stuff dude i can deal with it for the rest of my life it's, oh, yeah.
0: It's one of those things that in sports, one of the more underrated aspects is having a team to root against in a national landscape because it gives you a chance to have, like, the storyline of, oh, this is the dominant, you know. Patriots, uh, yeah. Well, David uh, David Goliath scenario. Yeah, So, right, like, Alabama's yeah. always going to be David, and Nick Saban, you know, is always going to coach up a really well-dominant team. That's why whenever a team does knock them off, a la Georgia last year or whomever. It's shocking. Oh, yeah. Or just, you know, Deshaun Watson and Clemson way back in the day. Duh, but.
2: Man. Or if. You're Making me feel old, brother. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. No kidding. Those or, rivalries were
1: crazy. Or if Alabama just wins, then we just sit in amazement, like, Oh my yeah. gosh, look at all these NFL ready players! All every one of them that's just started is going to be on a every starting first round. For traffic, the NFL. Alabama, yeah. Alabama, Alabama, Alabama. Yeah.
0: But as uh Kevin mentioned, um, the University of the Crimson Tide is the number one ranked in the AP top 25, uh, with 54 um receiving votes, uh, both in the coaches and the, the AP top 25 poll. Um, number two is Ohio State with C.J. Stroud and I, I, Ryan Day. I, 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 I. The. the Ohio State. They got Ohio that State. certified. The 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 Ohio State. They really need to update the website. Then I'm just reading it off here. You know how to say the name? I know. I know. I got a buddy who's an Ohio State fan. He was going to clown me for Ooh, this. Oh man. Um, and then we got, of course, the returning, defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs at number three. Clemson running out, rounding out the top four, along with Notre Dame at fifth. Boys, when you look. At the official AP Top 25, what is your big takeaway? I think I already know Kevin's. I'm not even going to get into mine yet. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll
1: we'll talk about all the other stuff. I don't want to be a homer yet. I want to talk about Clemson actually. Okay. Clemson kind of fell off last year. I'm not even going to attempt to say their quarterback's name, Cullen. Uh, DJ Ugalele. He's still there. DJ Ugaleley. Okay. See how easy that was. But I didn't. I didn't want to <laughs> Ugaleley tr- with the Layla. <laughs> But Here we go. Clemson kind of had an off year, so I want to see what is making everybody say Clemson's back. Did they get a top recruit? I haven't really been keeping up with Clemson, to be honest. Well, Clemson, so
0: they've been the absolute pinnacle of the ACC now for, it seems like, as long as dabo has been there. A long, long time. Now, he did lose Brent Venables, who is now taking over as the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners with... Uh, Oh my God! They're the their coach last year that just went to USC. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Thank you, Mr. Anthony Council. Lincoln obviously moving over to the West Coast to take over the USC program. So naturally, Clemson is going to have uh, an interesting new look on defense this year. Um, might take some recruits, uh, recruiting classes to get that defense up to stand. However, if you just look at the ACC, there isn't quite anybody I don't think that's quite a, that's going to be on their level. Um, the University of Miami with Mario Cristobal uh, does going to be an interesting game. Obviously, the U. We'd all love to see the U hey, really real back quick, in prime time. Real but. quick,
1: did y'all see that stadium that Miami is getting? Oh yeah, That's so nice. it's bad. It's, it's nice. bad. That's it's nice. nice. It's bad. Very nice. Sorry. No, just, you're good. I saw that stadium. I
0: was like, wow. There that it is. is crazy. But yeah, so Clemson, Clemson's still gonna be talented, no matter what. They're gonna, they're still gonna have guys. They're gonna be guys that maybe necessarily the national audience doesn't know, but Clemson absolutely should be a threat to the college football playoff.
1: Absolutely. Well, well, I'm looking it up. It seems like they had very good recruiting this offseason. Um, so Dabo's got that. Lock yeah, there. he he's got that unlocked. So he saw that they had a tough year, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing that ever again." So, um, we might have a lot of young guys playing for Clemson. But if we, there's one thing we know about Clemson and Dabo Swinney is he's going to have them ready in Clemson. I'm I'm excited to see Clemson competing again because I love Dabo Dabo Swinney. He's such a great coach.
2: You know what's another team that's very sneaky. Who do you think, Anthony? I mean, I want to say Michigan. Because, you know, Michigan, they got some dogs. Michigan's a good one. They got some dogs out there. They got a bunch of khaki pants and steak eaters over there. Ain't that the truth. Don't mess with them either. Don't mess with them either. (laughs) But, you know what? Another team that's really sneaky (laughs) that no one really talks about. Okay. I want to hear it. Utah. Oh, okay. okay. So you stole my surprise. Utah is a very (laughs) sneaky team. Yes, they are. Their defense is elite. Their offense is phenomenal shout out to you Braden. big man offensive lineman at the university of utah yes sir we up anyway but yeah utah is very very sneaky they could make a huge impact this year this season
0: yeah no i we're going to um we were going to talk about who potentially could make the uh the final four and anthony had mentioned uh p- pre-show excuse me That he had a team that uh, he was looking at, and I also had mentioned the pre-team. And so me and Anthony are on the same wavelength, because I also agree. The Utah Utes. The Utes of Utah. They on the come-up. They are. I mean, do y'all think that they'll finish top seven whenever it's all said and done? Here's the thing. They have a very good chance of winning the Pac-12. Now, obviously— That's not
1: really saying much, but
0: yeah. Uh, But here's the thing. If they knock off a USC when they're still ranked high, an Oregon, and potentially some other teams— they could absolutely, like if they have one loss or maybe go undefeated, sneak into that Final Four playoff spot, because we already know Alabama and Georgia, they're going to be at each other's throats. Oh, yeah. so that, one of them's going to lose. And then Ohio State, we expect them to be in there. And then Clemson, again, you could argue. Notre Dame, maybe this is the year they put it all together. They do have a new first year head coach this year, so we'll see how he looks um, with, the, with his new staff. Uh, Texas A&M, again, that's an SEC team, so that could be enough, something that you know plugs in the fire. If Utah were to run the Pac-12, they absolutely could get that Final Four playoff spot and be somebody that plays whoever's number one um, in the first round of
2: that. I mean, they did win it last year. They they did win it back in 2021. Yeah. So they could run it back, and I would not be surprised if they did.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is Oregon's first year without head coach Mario Cristobal, uh, who, as we previously mentioned, moved to the University of Miami. And then Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley, it's their first year. Those are their two main competitors, so they've got a little bit of turnover there that they're going to be dealing with. I don't think USC is going to be successful first year. Call oh. it a hot take. I don't care. I don't like Lincoln <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Kevin already letting his feelings mm. known. I love it, though. Saturday I'll like actually
1: say this. I'll like to say this. Yeah. Jump. Just kind of jumping into the whole Texas thing and Texas, Oklahoma, everything related, you, you already know. I actually like Oklahoma more with Brett Venables as their head coach. I definitely like... I, here's the
0: thing. I like them going to the SEC with Venables. Yes, it makes them more respectable, in my opinion. Um, Because at the end of the day, Oklahoma—they just have a history of just finding the next bright uh, college football offensive genius. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like the the amount of offensive players Oklahoma has produced in the NFL is insane. Anywhere from Adrian Peterson to Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Hollywood uh, Brown, you uh, name C.D. Lamb. I mean, yeah, Um, yeah. it's it's just ridiculous. So they're they're going to be fine offensively wise. I think they realize that. The Big 12 isn't the SEC. Nope. They're going to have some transitional years, but since they're they're not quite in the SEC yet, might as well make that move now um, and try to see if Venables can really set in a culture
1: that's going to let them survive and thrive in the SEC. I mean, and you look at it, Texas, Oklahoma, every year we have the rivalry. Just about damn near every year, it's a shootout. It's a 50-something game. It's high scoring. It's never really any defense, and you can call that the fault of Texas, but you can also call that the fault of Oklahoma. I mean, you already kind of touched on it, but Big 12's not really that big on defensive power, yeah. I guess you could say. Brent Venables I would say, like, is yeah. breathe, lives, breathes, and sleeps defensive power. Yeah. He's going to turn the organization around, and I just respect him more. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's defense,
0: especially um, that year they won the national championship. I mean, they're, they've been consistently one of the best defensive coach teams in the country, and now that Venables is heading the helm over there at Oklahoma— this gives them the best shot to come into the SEC and be like, hey, listen, we know we're new here. We're kicking down the door and we're here to stay.
1: And they feel betrayed. Oklahoma feels oh, betrayed. Absolutely. Because oh, yeah. Lincoln Riley basically said, Hey, I'm not leaving. This is the I believe he was caught on record saying this is the Mecca of college football. <laughs> he pulled a Kyrie <laughs> and then left. He left, went right. to USC, took Caleb Williams with him and yep. said, This is the Mecca of college football. I don't believe that for a second. Prove it to me first. But okay. Oklahoma feels disrespected. And, awkwardly enough, I kind of want to see them do pretty good this year.
0: Yeah, and we'll see how it works. Again, it's a transitional year. They did get, uh was it, Gabriel? Is their new starting quarterback Dylan Gabriel, I think his name. Well,
1: don't forget.
0: Don't forget about General Booty. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Can't forget about the Booty, man. Um, yes, hey, sir. Who's going to be in there uh, making it a, a competition? Um, we'll see. I mean, I got some friends that went to Norman, so they're obviously going to be talking about Venables and talking them up, so I'm going to... I, one way or another, even if I don't catch all the game, I'm going to be hearing about oh, it. Yeah. So you'll I, hear about it. I'll definitely. If it ain't hearing from them, it'll it. be from me too. I'll, I'll tell you this about Lincoln Riley though. Give that man three years, they are going to be consistently fighting for the college football playoff, like in that top five conversation.
1: I don't know. I guess just because I don't like the guy, I can't really, like. See, but as. as but as, I, but as I he
0: understand is, he is. He's talented. He, he knows heart, what man. he's doing. Oh, no, it's not even have a heart because Kevin's all heart. Kevin loves his when, when he loves he loves hard and when he heart he hates that's what I'm saying too. we don't need him to have more heart we need him just to be like hey you know what some, I understand this logically speaking though. that's what I was <laughs> about to speaking. say that's what I'm saying look
1: I get it I don't like the guy but he's talented he knows what he's doing he's under that tree of successful coaches he I mean you're probably right he'll probably be in the upper echelon of college football teams but I hope not. <laughs> wow so there's that you, yeah you, well you hope kevin not.
0: walker's definitely not going to be working for the trojans anytime soon <laughs> hey, man that's in cali i know Ooh.
1: man you really there's uh, a lot of college uh teams to play for and and whatever you want to do in cali so i'm not worried about it well, absolutely I'm, I'm just saying is there uh anything else you guys like to add before we switch gears here well of course i'm going to talk about texas and i'm oh, not getting goodness. any one no what correct me if i'm wrong they only got one number. They, they got one vote in and the AP25.
0: In the coaches' poll.
1: It's the coaches' poll. So according to what I have pulled up right now, which is CBS NCAA College Football coaches' poll, it has Texas at number 18. And that was the coaches' poll. And coaches' the, poll.
0: And then the AP25 came out. and they're, they're not there to be found whatsoever. They are actually ranked 27th if you actually go to the complete rankings. No, oh, well. So there you go. Yeah. But, so. um, yeah. No, look. Texas... The thing with Texas, right? And, Kevin, you have to admit this. It's a prove-it year. I will, it's not only that, but you you have to understand. And, again, I'm North Texas. Anthony's North Texas. Morehouse. You're you're the Texas guy on the show. So I understand you're going to come to the defense of the burner orange. Logically speaking, Texas has not lived up to expectations with nope. the level of recruiting classes that they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. So even though, yes, they have Quinn Ewers, they are going to get Arch Manning and everything, and I understand the big names and mm-hmm. the potential that Texas has. I can't be mad with Texas being outranked no. because again, you can't sit there and give them this
1: based on their history. Right. And honestly, if if and some people will say I'm BSing, but I'm being completely honest. I'm glad they're not ranked top 25. <laughs> I'm glad because if you rank them too high, Texas get Texas. Oh, Texas fans can be really obnoxious, but Texas fans get big headed. They get happy. They'll like, oh, you know, this is the year. I don't even want to start with that. Give me a win. Does that sound like Anthony? Give me a I winning know, season. Right? <laughs> give me, give me a winning season. Give me I want Quinn Ewers to succeed. I want Bijan Robinson to absolutely dominate. I want our defense to finally show up. I'm I know we're not gonna be, you know, competing in top four. Give me a decent bowl game. Give me give me the year that we played Georgia in the bowl, bowl game. Give me that year. If we can have a year like that, I'll be happy. You know why he brought that up, right? Why? I'm not even no. So no. Mister oh. uh, Sam Ellinger had a nice
0: little speech after the game.
1: Mm. Okay. Texas is back. No, I remember that. Back. If, if you're gonna say it, at least say it right. Like, well, I mean, we're back. We're back. Yeah, oh my god. Go. Whatever.
0: Well, I mean, listen. That's Kevin likes to think, you know, because at that time he was like, oh yeah, we're back, baby. They're, they're,
2: they're we're back. Gonna, they're not gonna have. A Manning, right? This, this fall? Not this fall, no. Oh, so yeah. they're not back yet. They're just going to have a <laughs> Listen, season. Listen, Quinn, Quinn
1: Ewers, though, I, I'm interested <laughs> to see what the kid did. I, I'm excited, too. Well, and, and I'm also excited by the fact that if Quinn Ewers doesn't work out, which I think he will, but if he doesn't, Hudson Card is, everyone's saying he could be a guy. And I know that's not a name that not a lot of people know, but they're saying, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm pretty happy where Texas is at, and I think that we can be successful this year. Um. I just don't want to lose to Kansas again. (laughs) I get that. I just don't want to lose to Kansas again. I get that. I get that. For me,
2: um, I just want to talk about the number one recruit out of high school, Travis Hunter. Yeah, the former number one recruit. Former number one. Yes, yes, yes. Travis Hunter. And Jackson Jackson State. State. Man, I don't know if you guys have seen anything Jackson State related. Mm. That team looks dangerous. Very dangerous. Like, Like, they look scary. I'm not gonna lie. I think obviously I think they're gonna win their, they're gonna win their um their conference. Obviously. I mean, they did lose to South Carolina last year in their ball game, which was I'm not I'm not gonna say it was a shocker, but it was a shocker because them the, them dogs of South Carolina, they they play, they mm-hmm. know how to ball. Right. Um, but I think also Jackson State got a little big headed because you know, oh, prime time's there. Nothing against prime time. Love prime time, love the organization, love, you know, supporting, you know. Supporting the HBCUs, I get. That's awesome. Right. But we've all seen whenever you have superstars on your squad, something might happen that might just go wrong. But I really do think that they got it all together. I really do think Jackson State's going to pull it all together. I do think that they should also move to a different conference, too, because they know how to ball. And Dion has them boys ready to roll this season because I, 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 I don't think they're losing a game this season. I, I I just don't. I just do not Anthony,
0: like it up to his moniker, hot take master over here. Like like look man, <laughs> no Travis kidding.
2: Travis Hunter is a dog. Yeah, like, he's gonna play potentially both sides of the ball. I guarantee he will. Yeah. Guarantee he will. Especially being coached by Dion Sanders of all you know. Yeah. I and- mean, I mean, but if 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 you see any film on him, it is insane what he does to his opponents. Like on both sides, it's crazy. Crazy. Check out Jackson State football and, and just and just watch how he plays. Absolutely, it's no, it's, I, it's incredible. I think he,
0: Dion said it best. He came out and he said that we're not ready for Bama this year. Just give us maybe one or two more years, and we could potentially, uh, you know, compete with them they need to get some some offensive linemen. They need to get some more athletes. But I would be very interested to see the rise of HPCUs. I'd be very much oh yeah for that storyline. Oh, but yeah, of course. We've talked about a lot of football here. We got some other sports we got to get into. One of them being on the diamond with Major League Baseball and a potential selling of a Major League Baseball team? Uh-oh. But this ain't the Washington Nationals we're talking about. No, this is the, speaking of California, from previous Los Angeles Angels owner, Arte Moreno, said Tuesday he is exploring the possibility of selling the franchise, a move that surprised superstar slugger Mike Trout, and it was welcomed by Hall of Fame uh, a Hall of Famer, Rod Carew. Um, he purchased the team for $184 million in 2003, a year after um, they won their first World Series championship. They were originally in Anaheim. They moved um, to Los Angeles, obviously. They haven't made the postseason since 2014 and haven't had a winning season since 2015, even with the likes of Mike
1: Trout and Shohei Otani. <sighs> Boys, what is y'all's reaction? You can't keep wasting one of the best baseball players of all time. You just... Mike Trout is on the end of his career, and it's absolutely going to wait. It makes me so sad to see. And now we have Shohei Ohtani doing what he does, and he's like, hey, if we're not going to win, why am I even here? Like, move me. But they're not going to. Get somebody in there who cares. Get somebody in there who's going to change the culture. The Angels have have had talent and have had the opportunity to be good for so long and just haven't. I'm excited to see what can happen after this, though. They just
2: can't put it together. Yeah. As simple as can be, they yep. just can't put it together.
0: We had uh, we had Layton Prater, mm-hmm. our former KNTU companion, yeah. on the show, and he said it best. They're a cursed franchise. Yeah, I think, they I, I think I'm fully convinced of it at this point. Like, oh yeah. Um, obviously, um, Kevin, you being a Rangers fan, me a Mariners fan, like we we've seen the Angels up close and personal in our mm-hmm. division for. Years. I've now. seen
1: Cole Calhoun absolutely tear
0: us up. Yeah. I mean night the, in, night out. The contracts that they've signed, uh, I mean Anthony Rendon, uh, they signed Josh Hamilton back in the day. And there's yep. there's one other that I'm forgetting that was pretty egregious. Um, but it just seems like they just can't stop getting in their own way. And I think the owner was probably feeling a little bit of pressure from it and maybe realized he could and also make a smart business decision and he's likely gonna sell it. Um, yeah, I, I mean he's 76 years old. So I mean, he's definitely got time to enjoy his life, do whatever he wants. But yeah, this it, it doesn't surprise me at all. Um, yeah, I just I'm hopefully whoever takes it over. I think
1: uh, it's just time.
2: Yeah, it just hopefully the Angels fans, you know, they deserve better than this. I yeah. don't know if it's a smart business move. I mean, you're just creating more drama for your cursed franchise. Well, he's not gonna like, be part of it. Yeah, he's I telling. mean, I get. <laughs> I mean, I get that. He's kind but of it's wiping his like, hands. Right, but it's just like like you could have done this when the season was over. like, like. Well, like,
1: I mean, and he's not going to sell it. Well, I guess he could sell it midseason or plan to sell it midseason, but reports are going to get out regardless. If you're shopping the team, the, the reports are going to get out. I mean, the Nationals did it. They got rid of Juan Soto. Um, right. I'm sure, I mean, there's other teams, but, yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't really surprise me coming out midseason. Plus, we're kind of in the back end of the season and the Angels aren't looking good and haven't looked good, so... It doesn't really matter, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but I do agree with what you're saying about they're wasting
2: talent. Like, their talent's gonna be gone if they wanted to. Like How, how often do you get Mike Trout,
1: a
0: player of their calibers, of Mike Trout and Shohi Atani on the same team?
1: Uh, how that, often that, do you get one of the best just all-around baseball players of all time and then get a six-tool baseball player that can pitch lights out, and then turn around and maybe have a multi-home run game and still lose. And MVP. Yeah. I just— Exactly. Oh, it baffles me. It just doesn't make sense. It hurts. It hurts. It It does.
0: Well, I think we've beat up on the Angels enough. Let's (laughs) let's switch gears here because we have been talking about the Angels, but there's some other teams in the American League that we deserve to talk about. The Houston Astros, since the last time we've done a podcast, have retaken— or, excuse me, have overtaken— The New York Yankees atop the American League. Uh, They currently hold a three-game advantage over the Yankees. Now, granted, both teams have a first-round bye, And then the National League, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers currently are the top team in the National League with a a seven-and-a-half-game advantage over the New York Mets in the NL. So, my question is to you, my fellow co-hosts. With everything going on, with baseball postseason right around the corner, what is something that has really caught your eye since the last time we have talked? Some major league baseball. You know what's
2: funny? I love how in the beginning of like the baseball season, it was like preseason, Yep. And it was like before any baseball even happened. And we were talking about the Dodgers. And Tyler was here, you know, mm-hmm. big Dodgers mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, and we we're course. like, oh, Late yeah, into, all, yep. all them, all them superstars on one team. Man, we've seen what the Lakers have done in La La Land. We don't know if they're gonna do anything. It's maybe just You might have
1: said that. I did not say that. You might have said that. Anyway, like
2: I was saying, you know, <laughs> I never doubted like, the it's, Dodgers. like it's, 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 it's like all them superstars on the team. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, it could end up bad, but they're looking pretty solid. I mean, they have the best record in the majors right now. Yeah, yeah. they're they looking pretty good. Now, we'll see what happens in postseason, yeah. but they they looking pretty good right now.
0: Now, I'm lucky, well, for Dodgers fans, they are really lucky that they are so deep. Because they they're starting uh, Ace Walker Bueller is out for the rest of the season. They
1: they have gotten a little bit of an injury bug lately. Because didn't Clayton Kershaw get an injury?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, they, because Dustin May also recently came back. I mean, mm-hmm. they've just been it seems like hobbling. But because they're so deep and so well, uh, it, yeah, with their minor league system, yeah, they've yeah. done so well. They've been able to ride the wave and thrive throughout this chaos. And I mean, I had the Dodgers. You you mentioned it, Anthony. Preseason, I had the Dodgers as the favorite to win the World Series. Right now, I'm feeling pretty good, but that team in Houston, man. I, hey, they
2: scary, man. But They are the, looking
1: real good right now. Everybody had their predictions for the Dodgers, but did anybody predict that Joey Gallo was going to be on that team, though? The curse of Gallo. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> as a, as a Rangers fan, I actually love that Joey Gallo is being successful on a team. I didn't think he was going to work out for the Yankees. I just didn't think that team was for him. I love to see him being successful for the Dodgers. I think Gallo has always been a great player with great potential just hasn't really been in the right environment winning culture to do it if you want to go to winning culture in the right environment the dodgers are definitely the place to do it i'm glad i'm pretty happy for joey gallo yeah. to
2: be honest yeah that's true that's true especially yeah. if you're in a, in a in a system that just may not fit for you yeah the right. dodgers is like the best one to be in if you're if you're if you want to play winning baseball
0: yeah i mean because we're i'm looking at the potential postseason um predictions as if the you know series were to obviously start today now obviously there could be some some changes but the Dodgers and the Mets would obviously receive the bye in the National League, with the Cardinals and the Padres playing uh, in one wild card round. With the and the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies playing in the next one. In the American League, the Houston Astros, New York Yankees would obviously receive the bye. The Cleveland Guardians would be playing. I don't even want to say their name. The Seattle Mariners in the postseason.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
0: And then Toronto Blue Jays would be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. At this moment, if the season were to end today, those would be the matchups. <sighs> Who if th- the Yankees don't quit losing, that is. I mean, they, they've, they've slipped. Don't get me wrong. They've absolutely slipped. But I still think they're very talented. They obviously have the pieces. They just haven't been quite hitting on all cylinders like they were, excuse me, at the beginning of the season. But, I mean, Anthony brought it up. That I mean, we need to see it in the postseason for the Yankees. I mean, they've had one World that Series is the story. Yeah. in the past. Was it tw- twenty years?
1: Yeah, that is the story because yep. it was two thousand nine. I mean, you can't waste the season that Aaron Judge is having. We're talking about.
2: Oh, well, yeah. You I know. mean,
1: I don't. I don't want to jinx it because baseball is all about jinxing and knocking. You don't. You don't want to jinx it. Aaron Judge is, is. He's not close yet, but he's he's up there. Right. He's up there, and he has. I, I believe I saw a stat going into the All-Star break or going into some week. He had a certain amount of home runs. I think it was when he had um, 44, I want to say. Yeah. And it was he he reached the home runs of 40. Let me bring this all together. <laughs> Aaron Judge reached 44 home runs about the same time as Babe Ruth, Yep. Roger Maris, Yep. and... You know Barry Bonds and the others, right? At the same time, you don't find yourself in that kind of company unless you're on the run, re- unless you're on the way to breaking some records. I'm really excited because this could get really interesting. I I did see the other day because I
0: think he's at 47, unless he hit another one recently. I'll look it up for you. He's on pace, I think, to hit 62. Yeah, because it was 66 going into All Star break. Yeah, and then he's kind of slowed down since yeah. then, so I think it's 62. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, you're absolutely right. You can't waste a season if you are the New York Yankees with the hot start that you had. You're going to get the first-round by. Like, the Yankees need to capitalize on this. And, of course, I mean, obviously with the Astros, the history that they have there, I mean, that's going to be a fairly emotional series if those two ever do meet in the ALCS. But, yeah, I if I'm the Yankees, like, I don't know what kind of, you know, pep talk or movie, you know, movie locker room speech I need to <laughs> give. But if I'm the Yankees, yeah, I need to make sure that when we get to, when you get to October— we're locked in, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, it, sh- I mean, it shows
1: Judge has forty-eight. Okay,
0: so he just did another one. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, you say
2: that they're losing. They did just they, they did beat the Blue Jays. They did beat the Mets twice and they're playing against the Athletics. Right. So I mean, and they did tie the series against the Mets too. Right. So it's like I mean, they they they've been on a rough patch. I mean, here and there. I mean, they won one one game against the Blue Jays in that in that like four game series. Mm-hmm. But I think beating the Mets is a really is really big, and I don't know if you guys saw the interview um, with the head coach uh, for the New York Yankees. They want to be at the end, yeah, the very end. They yeah. do, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying anything else about the Yankees till they make it to the end. So if well, they do, if, yeah, if yeah, they do, true.
1: Well, and speaking of the Mets, I'm just glad Jacob Degrom is back in baseball. You
0: mentioned the Mets too, and I'm glad you brought that up. Does anyone have a better entrance? To, oh my gosh. I'm So st- glad we talked <laughs> about it. Dude. To, 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 to just anything. Whether it's walking up to the plate, whether it's entering an NBA game, whether it's entering the NFL stadium. Edwin Diaz's freaking entrance. entrance? Oh. Legendary. Bump. I, I wish How I could do a How can trumpet. you not perform bump, great bump, whenever bump, bump, you hear that? Bump, bump. Like, it's, it's so electric. I mean, you see fans doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very, variations of it. It gets the crowd involved. And, I mean, he's I mean, he's arguably the best relief pitcher in baseball. And he's absolutely killing it for them. He's a big part of definitely, why they're—
1: Definitely would not stop doing it if yeah. I was
0: them. Right. And, I mean, they currently have a game and a half over the Atlanta Braves, not only in their division, but for second in the— um excuse me, in the National League. Very interested to see what they do because, again, the Mets, Uh, we've heard the jokes over the years and— I think it would be good for them to finally, you know, see what they could do in the postseason. Um, but, of course, in the National League, there are some teams that have been superseding expectations, and then their team may not have lived up to some, or at least for some of us. And one of those teams is the San Diego Padres. Fernando Tatis Jr. Apologizes oh, wow. for mistakes after his PED suspension that will suspend him 80 games. Um, he will also be undergoing shoulder surgery for a previously... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, previous issue that he's he's been dealing with. Uh he tested positive for uh close close to ball or how do you pronounce that. I apologize. I just
1: know it's some form of PED that the MLB um has under their system, but it what they're saying what he's saying is that he had a ringworm and then he was using a some kind of treatment from ringworm and it had a some type of PED in it. Um, and so they're suspending him 80 games like you said the rest of this season and then a little bit going into the next. So even though you signed once or I guess you didn't haven't really signed Juan soto yet, but even though you got Juan soto. Yeah, I traded for him. Yeah. It's not really gonna be the Padres year yet. Yeah. And it
0: was it was really a shame because they were looking to make a push. I mean, obviously they've got um, you know, potential future locked up if they get Soto re signed and everything. But yeah, this was gonna be a potential really interesting team in the wildcard round that could make some noise with the level of talent that they acquired. And even with this, you know, the Soto trade, Tatis obviously not being back in the lineup, they didn't look so hot. And they've you've kind of downspirled a little bit. They did have to trade away some of their key pieces in order to get Juan Soto. Um, I still think it was the correct decision to trade. I know I don't think we've talked about the trade um, since we've done the podcast and everything. But the Padres are really set for the future um, if they rebuild their farm system and they get their pitching and everything situated under order. Um, but Tatis... He just needs to, you know, have his head down. He needs to be out of the spotlight. He needs to be grinding, uh, you know, taking care of himself, obviously, with the shoulder surgery. But really come back and show why he's one of baseball's young, bright stars. Because this was such a gut punch to everyone that supports baseball and the San Diego Padres. This was
2: not a good image for him. This was not good. I mean, I'm glad that he held himself accountable. Like, there's no excuses, period. Like, I don't care. Like, there's no excuses. This is not good for baseball at all like like no one wants to see that especially after you just got traded there it's like come on man but well it wasn't I mean, him
0: it was Soto that just got traded there. oh right sorry
2: yeah you're good but at the end of the day um speaking of junior I mean like you there's no excuses I mean right come on now you've been in the league for how long he's been in it for a couple of years now you, I mean he's,
0: he's still trying to like yeah I mean he's still young he's still got time to like really make his mark and change his image but he I mean, so much. He's lost so many games due to either injury or just stuff that he's, you know, dumbfoundedly done. And hopefully now this will be the the big reset, the big, you know, mind change that he needs. But I'm really I, hoping he fixes it I himself. don't know
2: if this is the first time this t- something has happened to him or not, but I hope this is a wake-up call for him because, like, like you're a young star. This is not a good image for you. I'm glad he's holding himself accountable and he knows that he did the wrong thing. I'm like, point-blank, period. Right. But like you said, Keep your head down, grind, show out next season, even though you're not going to be there for the start of the season. Right. It's going to be a little bit later. But, you know, just grind and we'll see you next season. See what happens.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of, you know, looking forward to next season, the Formula One has a
2: little break during between where they take a little summer break in between. I'm sorry. Before that. I just want to sh- give a shout-out to all the Little Leaguers out there that are playing the Little League World oh, Series. yes, yes. Please go watch little, the Little, little League, League World, World Series. Series
1: and the uh, Softball World Series as well. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Texas, actually, Texas actually won the Softball World Series. That's, like that's, the state of Texas. That's yes, they dope. did.
2: Yes, they did. So check out the Little League World Series. It's going on right now on ESPN. Go watch it. Go support it. Yeah. They, they be hitting dingers, bruh. Okay, bro. Okay, that's all I want to say. Okay. But yeah, that's it. I'm sorry.
0: No, the evolution of the average 12-year-old is insane. It's I love,
1: crazy. I it love really their, uh, their what is it, their icons or whatever. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: love
0: that too. But uh, as, as Anthony mentioned, make sure you check that out because that is one of the best things on sports right now in the month of August. But another thing that's about to be back on our television screens is Formula One. Uh, Summer break is over. Um, There are going to be three races back-to-back, starting with the Spa-Franca-Champs Grand Prix in Belgium. Um, Obviously, we're going to see if Red Bull can still dominate, if Charles Leclerc and Ferrari can fix whatever the heck's (laughs) going on over there for the team in red. Mercedes, how much progress have they made in their push to try to get back to the front? But I think we have to start about the biggest storyline from the summer break. Kevin, do you want to jump into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess since it's my team, um, I'll I'll go ahead and talk about it. But McLaren, it had been rumored reports. Obviously, we haven't been able to talk about it on the show, but there had been rumored reports that Oscar Piastri, Formula 2 phenom, and Formula 1 reserve driver for Alpine, um, there had been talks with him and McLaren about maybe having a roster spot next year, uh, having a seat. But, um, well, of course, this all comes after Alpine announces that, well, I guess we should start from step one, which is... Yeah, you um, got to go all yeah, the way back. Yeah, you got to go way. all the way back now that I'm thinking about it. um, Sebastian Vettel announces he's retiring from Formula One. Um, of, of Formerly, well, soon to be formerly of Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then, um, so there, there was a roster spot available. Um, Fernando Alonso Yes, Fernando Alonso takes that spot um, and then shortly after Alpine announces that Oscar Piastri, who is the reserve driver um, is going to take that seat and then Oscar Piastri jumps on to uh, his social medias to announce <laughs> that that is not true um, and that he is not going to be driving for Alpine, and that he is still an Alpine. Flat open, out denied it. Yeah, literally just said, not true whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have just denied the reports being like, oh, you know, whatever. He flat out said, I have not signed, and I am not driving for them next year. Yeah, so that was kind of a done relationship, done deal kind of thing. Um, And then shortly after, you see, um, I probably would say one of the uh, more lovable— lovable drivers in formula 1 alex albon get a contract he resigns with williams so maybe he thinks something's gone on over there but that's for a whole nother discussion <laughs> right um right. so you have a seat available in alpine um but after oscar piastri uh denies his you know contract or whatever with alpine McLaren announces, or uh, McLaren didn't really say anything, but there was reports that they had plans to make Oscar Piastri their driver alongside Lando Norris for the 2023 season. Um, Nothing was official for a long time. This has kind of been swirling around, rumored here there, there, um, on whether Daniel Ricciardo was going to leave or if he was going to stay because ultimately he had all the leverage. And um, coming out actually today... Uh, Daniel Ricciardo and the McLaren team um, have agreed to, mutually agreed to part ways after the 2022 season. Um, And nothing has been said as far as Oscar Piastri goes for the season or for the upcoming season, but it is all but for sure that he will have the seat alongside Landon Norris for the 2023 season. But as much as I, I love to see winning and everything, and Lando Norris did a lot of that for us, but you can't, it hurts to see Daniel Ricciardo go, he's kind of like your Bobon in, in the NBA, just lovable guy, you can't hate him. I am about to say from a lovability, not in terms of a talent. Based. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. but it sucks to see because he showed yeah. so much talent
0: so early. Yeah, former and eight-time race winner, he delivered McLaren's only race win in the past decade. Yeah.
1: And it, it's just, it. it hurts, it's tough to see, but you know whether it's just the communication between him and McLaren weren't there to give him the right car or just what have you, just kind of you know um, you know struggled to come with points all the time. It just it sucks to see. I, pl- I hope he can go on whatever the next phase of his life is going to be. Um, it sucks to we're losing him because I loved watching Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris and all the drivers react and interact with Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Mr. Shuey, you whatever you want to call him. I mean, he's had an impact yeah. on F1 one way or the other, but I'm excited for what McLaren's going to be able to accomplish in the future. Yeah, the Honey Badger is officially oh. not driving for the Papaya team next year. Yeah. Um, papaya. Papaya. But, hey, you know, it is kind of just like uh, the Renault situation where he announced that, hey, this things ain't working out, and then he just kind of balls out and then just yeah. starts doing really well but i i hope things end well um between him and, and mclaren i just i don't think i'm quite ready to see him be gone from the formula one yeah. world.
0: well so here so here's what i will say um in terms of mclaren side ricardo is looking to potentially get a buyout in upwards of 21 million i believe it's euros or dollars whatever the increment that they use over there um he's gonna get his money so in that part not that he hasn't made money throughout his Formula One career, but he's going to get paid for this. Um, Like you said, it all but confirms Oscar Piastri is going to be the other driver in the McLaren seat for the 2023 season and beyond. Uh, McLaren does look to have a better team with the uh, facility upgrades that they have been um, adding. They hope to really be competitive and potentially fight for multiple race wins, rumoredly in 2024. Um, And Ricardo. I think he's still talented. We uh, There was a confirmed report that uh, Haas team principal Gunther Steiner reached out to potentially gauge uh, Ricardo's interest. Yep. Obviously, Alpine with uh, Piastri potentially leaving to McLaren, obviously also has an open seat. There's also been rumored reports from, I believe it was Alphatari and Williams, potentially, yeah, for there's Ricardo. Gonna, there's going to be a lot of interest. Right. Um, and I still think he provides a lot of introspective into the sport, a lot of experience, obviously being the eight-time race winner that we mentioned. I'm not worried for Daniel. Obviously, you know, his, his his crazy F1 Formula career has taken so many turns over the years. He's one of the great personalities of the sport. And, and he, one of the things he mentioned in that video that you mentioned is that he still has the fire. Oh, he's still, the will still will to. And he still wants to continue driving. Um, so that was, I think, the best news that came out of that video. Uh, Oscar Piastri, one thing I'll – the last thing I'll say about him, former – in consecutive years, uh, before this year, obviously, that he had – because he's been a reserve driver – Formula Renault champion, Formula 3 champion, Formula 2 world champion. He is the diamond blue chip prospect that has not yet entered the Formula 1 sport. Very excited, as you should be for a McLaren fan, um, to see his progress and to really challenge Lando Norris and you know propel them hopefully towards the uh, top runners of the field. But speaking of the top runners, they're going to be competing along with all the other teams this weekend at Spa-Francorchamps. Now, obviously, last year, they, this race, well, let's put it this way, it wasn't a race. They completed two laps and was rained out of the session, never got back on the track. Um, Basically, if you qualified uh, in a high position, that's where you finished. Um, George Russell got his first podium officially in Formula 1 uh spot last year, and there has been rumored rain this weekend. But, Kevin, knocking on wood here, you're, this race... I know you cuz you you're officially like really diving into Formula 1
1: this oh, year. Oh yeah, like I'm in. Like I've watched every race. Uh, if I haven't been able to watch it, I've listened to it. I've been keeping up. Yeah. No Spa
0: is it's going to be a game changer. They've they've resurfaced some parts of the track to make it more grippier. Um if that's even a word grippier. <laughs> um but, just made it. Yeah, exactly. Um what are your general thoughts going in to the Belgian Grand Prix.
1: Well not just even the Belgian Grand Prix but just the second half of the season I'm very excited. You got you got Ferrari that has all the opportunity and all the expectations on the world to take to take Formula 1 by storm especially with Charles Leclerc having the the year that he's having and we got to see some we got to see some consistency out of them and even uh, you know whether if you want to say Max is going to walk away with the win for Red Bull or whatever, there still hasn't been that a lot of consistency for for, mm. uh, for Max either or Red Bull. I well, mean, when you think about it, the top two teams being...
0: I mean, early in the season, yeah, I would have agree with you, but as of late, Max has been as lights out of a driver as I can remember. Like, he's got a definite shot of potentially breaking the single race
1: win record in Formula 1 okay, first then, season. Then maybe I'm thinking more off <laughs> to the beginning of the season. I just know there's been a lot of issues... Then um, not necessarily driver issues, but, you know, car issues for both Ferrari, mainly Ferrari, but also a little bit of Red Bull, too. Um, but I really want to see what Mercedes can do. I know we kind yeah. of talked a little earlier uh, on a different sports topic about your David and Goliath situation. It's very easily said that Mercedes was the, you know, they were the David. big dog. Yeah, oh, they, they were, were the big dog
0: for a while. Yeah. Eight straight um, conse- uh, consecutive constructor championships.
1: But I think everybody's kind of to the point now where we want to see Lewis Hamilton really prove, you know, well, not necessarily prove. He has nothing to prove. No. Literally nothing to prove. But just kind of want to see him win again, I guess, if that makes any sense. He has not, since he entered Formula One back in, I believe it was 2007. He's he has, won at least one race every year. Exactly,
0: and he did. He you know has stronger you know consist consistent amount of podiums. They have been climbing closer uh, to Red Bull and uh, Ferrari's pace. Now, granted, I still think Charles and Max are about two to three tenths faster a lap mm-hmm. than Mercedes. But we'll see what adjustments because they're still fully all in on this season, like potentially trying to improve their car, trying to see how close they can get to the front. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if uh, Max and Charles, you know, get competitive, maybe take each other out, who could potentially win that race. Um, because if we go back to Silverstone, granted, Charles had a little bit of wing damage. Max obviously had the floor damage. Lewis was potentially looking like he could potentially challenge the Ferraris to oh, yeah. win the race before the safety car. So I definitely think Lewis and Mercedes, uh, George well, not Russell, even, yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, George, do not forget about George Russell.
0: Yeah, no, they've definitely got a shot to compete for more, more podiums and potentially more race wins. Um, but I still think... Barring anything that we haven't seen, obviously, like practice sessions and quality, we'll see uh, this weekend. We'll see how uh, close they could be. Um, But I still think Charles and Max, rightfully so, should be the main two focused targets on who potentially could win a race this upcoming uh, for the rest of the season.
1: Who do you think finishes in four? Who do you think's four? Four as in? Uh, uh, constructor.
0: sorry. Oh, okay, so between Alpine and McLaren. I mean I guess, right? Yeah. That's kind of who I mean, it's yeah. up to right now. Well, so yeah, so the standings are is Alpine's currently fourth at 99, McLaren's fifth at 95. Alpha Romeo's got 50 or is at 51? So they've got a little bit of a gap to go. Um but if I if I I think Alpine's just more consistent. Like Fernando Alonso is driving out of his mind at age 40. Uh Esteban Ocon has been more consistent of a driver than Daniel Ricardo has.
1: Yeah, they they get double points a lot more than we do.
0: Yeah, and uh Lando Norris, while he's been driving his absolute heart out, I mean, unless Daniel can really show up this back half of the season.
1: It's kind of a one-man show.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's fighting with one arm tied behind his back, and McLaren's definitely fighting an uphill battle because that Alpine car is very competitive, especially for McLaren in the top of the uh, midfield.
1: And you said Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo's actually been doing, I think, better than a lot of people suspected. Yeah, I mean, definitely the Ferrari engine, I think, really
0: adjusted well to the um to the rankings. Uh and I think that was a big part of it. Obviously Valtteri Baltas, his experience and his just straight up qualifying pace has put them in a lot of good positions. Um I think he even got like a P five earlier in the year. So that really helped them. Um but yeah, I think uh you know, Joe too has been a really outstanding rookie as well, being the only rookie on the calendar this year. Um, yeah, I, I really liked what Alfa Romeo's done.
1: And Nicholas TV has got to be gone after this year, right?
0: Uh, He's, yeah. I, I Barring him just going on an unforeseen run in the back half of the season. Oh, I'm sorry. I,
1: go TV Go TV Yeah, yeah my bad. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, And Aston Martin, they've announced that they've shut down their car, looking towards next season, developing next season's car. Um, I would
1: expect... Them to still potentially try to get some, you know, ninth or 10th place finishes. But yeah. So, it's... so what does that mean? I guess I've never heard that. Does that just mean they're not so, going to put any more funding into the car exactly, this year and this year. putting everything into next year? Exactly. So, basically, there's a cap
0: right now in Formula One starting this year where you can like invest your resources and you can develop them into the current car or you can develop them into next year's car, which Aston Martin's deciding to do. I mean, they're, they've got 20 points. They're 17 ahead of Williams for 10th and seven behind Alfatari. They're not really competing anything there. I mean, you know, Lance Stroll and Sebastian Vettel have to drive their hearts out in order for them just to even have a chance at points. They realize their car's not good. I mean, it hasn't been good all year. So, I think it's a smart decision for them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if more teams, Alpha, Tari, Williams, I, if Williams hasn't announced already. I don't. I haven't seen anything from them. But, um, and maybe even Haas uh, start to focus more on next year in the next coming weeks, announcing it. So. Yeah, that's for sure. Anything else on the uh Formula 1 stuff you want to talk about?
1: Um, nothing that I can think of right now. Just nope. kind of excited to see how things shake up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we are going to take it over to our last,
0: well, let's say sports subsection of the day. We're taking it over to the association. Uh I don't know if you guys heard this name before, but there's a certain superstar named uh, Kevin Durant. Oh, um, he played at Texas or something, right? Yeah, and, you know, he, you know former two-time MVP. No really remembers that part, though. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I definitely do. He definitely <laughs> thank played. You, thank you for rejoining us, Anthony. I know you like to take the Formula One top. This is just like a mental cool-down break, so
1: we I, appreciate
2: you, you tying it in there. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, i got to save my energy. You Run, know, go get know. your coffee, uh, absolute, the restroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Get um, my get my celsius drink now it's celsius hey
0: yeah you're you're on the wave man hey man it's good but kevin durant who has been the big talk of the sports world throughout the nba offseason um recently met with uh brooklyn manager or excuse me brooklyn owner joe sy uh steve nash and uh gm sean marks to inform the team that he's officially all back in with the nets for this upcoming season kyrie irving also the Nets announced that they are not going to be trading either one of those superstars. Running it back with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, uh, well, now group. Ben Simmons. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and now the Ben Simmons is, you know, well Ben Simmons will go anyway. It's
1: kind of like it's kind of like the Daniel Ricciardo thing. You kind of got to take this all the way back. Exactly. So, I mean, this has
0: been it's it's been crazy. 100%. 54
1: days since KD has requested his trade. Absolutely. And uh
0: Durant now officially back with the Brooklyn Nets. Um Guys, what are y'all's thoughts on this this, so the biggest dumb. NBA offseason season? season? <laughs> this is <laughs> so dumb.
1: I think I saw something on ESPN. I think because I, I watch uh, Sports Center Snapchat. So basically, Kevin Durant has agreed to stay on the contract that he agreed to. Yeah, no, and I well, think that's basically just. Oh yeah, but you I mean, say that and it's just kind of
0: like. Oh yeah, he had signed a four-year deal already. What was he gonna do? Like this it was is like
1: four <laughs> years, two hundred million dollars or something like that. I four, think I heard four. It was four like,
2: Look, look, four words. This is so dumb. Please explain. Anthony. This is so dumb. You. Where were you going? You signed a four-year deal. Four-year, $194 million. Where, where were you going? Yep. Who's going to trade you? Who's actually going to trade you? Well, I, mean, I get it. Well, I Everybody mean, wants to trade you. I understand. Trade for you. Yeah, yeah. trade for you. Bro, you're the best player in the world. Uh, Giannis might have something to say about that, but okay. that's true. Especially that yeah. jump shot. That's <laughs> like, they, they, like it's, it's looking like butter now. Right?
1: Well, I mean, I hate to be a homer, but if Luka Doncic can add a hook shot, all right. Enough Dallas know. Mavericks talk. That's enough. That was one bit of <laughs> it, and that's you're the, enough. You're, the, you're <laughs> the that's, enough. that's okay. We play. let you, we let you rant about Texas. Well, I'm not letting
0: you bring well, the Mavericks uh, into
2: this discussion. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. Like, like who's gonna like? like tell me another seven footer that. that Besides that, the next draft class, we're just gonna be very exciting. Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, we can get into that later. But anyway, anyways, anyways. Um, like you're literally one of the best players to ever play the game. Like, like right? I, I, I get everybody wants to, everybody wants you, but bro, you already signed a contract. Like, bro, you're stuck. I'm sorry. Get at least give him one year. Yeah. Give them two years. I yeah. mean, like with that roster, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. I mean, you got um uh Kyrie Irving. Yep. I mean, they're one of the best skilled teams in the league right now like on paper and on the court if y'all could just like come together and put it all together you guys could possibly make to the finals i mean they would definitely
0: be a contender obviously with that level of talent the thing is is they just haven't been able to put it all together i mean ever since durant and Kyrie came there they've won a grand total of one playoff series i mean you mentioned it earlier like we got to see it and i mean we've seen kevin durant do it before we've obviously we all know about what Kyrie's postseason history is um this has got to be a complete effort rehaul. Cause I mean, they've been the biggest talking point in the NBA for the past, I think Kevin, you said 50 plus days. This is something that they've got to completely change the narrative. They got to re- you know, refocus themselves, completely buy in. And now that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are now being confirmed to return to the team, I'm I'm very interested to see. Um how this team looks going forward. They obviously did sign some, you know, key role players. Uh, I think they traded for uh, Royce O'Neill yep. from Utah. They signed uh, TJ Warren, a uh, former bubble, you know, superstar phenom. yeah, superstar for real. And uh, we're going to see how uh, this Brooklyn Nets team looks this upcoming year with all the turmoil um, with Steve Nash and Sean Marks, how they're going to respond to press conferences and everything. They're definitely a contender for sure,
2: um, but they were easily the – biggest story of the offseason. I mean sure. it makes sense. I mean you guys got swept by Boston. Like you guys didn't win yeah. one game by Boston. Y'all were playing with your heads cut off. Like y'all was chickens. Like right. like literally you guys didn't do anything. I I I really want Kyrie Irving's next contract to be to have a little bit of like like just red ink on it that says <laughs> have to come to every game. Show up to work. Yes. Yes. Show just up to work. Up. Show up to work. <laughs> yes, that's it. I don't care if you play I don't care if you just sit on the bench. Right. Show up to work,
1: period. Kevin,
0: like,
2: oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Kevin, get, if you want to give your thoughts into
0: this,
1: I know you've been sitting on the sidelines a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like if you think about whenever the big three were really able to play with each other, and Kevin Durant was really able to hone his abilities as a Brooklyn net against that uh, against Milwaukee. However, you know, feels like kind of forever ago to be yeah. honest. Whenever Milwaukee won it all, but. They really went literally toe to toe with Milwaukee. They
2: but
1: did. They did. I don't know. I just don't know what the what I mean, they forced the game seven. Yeah. So, I mean, I just yeah. don't know. I just don't who? know
0: what. Brooklyn. They forced a game seven against Milwaukee. No, but who?
2: What? Who was on Brooklyn?
0: Who, who was playing for Brooklyn? I mean, it was a beat it was, of James Harden. It was Kyrie Irving for like two games. And, and, Kevin, came, Durant and Kevin Durant was going on. Kevin Durant. So,
2: really, just two players.
0: I mean, yeah, they had they, what, what really not a big three. I think Blake Griffin was on that team. They had, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had Marcus that. Aldridge, too. Remember? Yeah, they did. I forgot that happened. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it does seem like a while. Uh, like I said, hopefully we want to see the best of the best compete in sports. I mean, it's one of the many reasons why we tune in to watch the NBA. Uh, and hopefully now that things are going to be back into the fold. Um, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I know Anthony was very clear that he didn't think uh, Kevin Durant was going to get traded. I thought he was, for sure. I thought the trade-backup was absolutely insane. Um, Now, again, if things go wrong again this year, we could be having the same discussion for all of next offseason. But for right now, I think it's the best for all parties involved moving forward uh, to see, hey, listen, it's Kyrie Irving's last year of his deal. Kevin Durant's back. We'll see what Ben Simmons looks like after all the rest he's had and uh, see how far they can take this thing.
2: Kyrie might be out of here after this year. Uh, Well, I I don't think there's a doubt about that one. Kyrie might be in L.A. next year. Absolutely. But...
0: Well, that's for speculation. We can't wait to see the NBA season back. Um, unfortunately, someone who might have to wait a little bit for the NBA season to start is Oklahoma City Thunder rookie Chet Holmgren. The number two overall pick uh, is being evaluated for potential torn foot lig- ligaments Excuse me, that he suffered during a crossover pro-am game uh, in Seattle, Washington. Uh, devastating injury for the Thunder. Anthony,
2: please take it away. Wait, so, so you're telling me he got crossed over? Oh my goodness. It did not Oh, get that's horrible. He got his ankles <laughs> broken because he's so skinny. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I
1: don't think I would walk up to any seven foot large man that can. Well, unless you're LeBron James, who was the one he was yeah. going at when yeah, he defended the play. Yeah. So you saying LeBron
2: James crossed him. Oh, he, he, he did not
0: cross Ooh. him over. Oh, my goodness. We know got his
2: ankles broken. I wish man. there was a womp, womp, womp button I can hit right now, Anthony. That joke was terrible. Yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> that was, oh, come <laughs> I on. I mean, man. come on. This is LeBron James. I mean, was going to bring the energy? Come on now.
0: 100%. 100%. But we do wish the best for Chet Holmgren. Um, obviously, we will wait to see what the official uh, timeline is for his injury. Um, because Oklahoma City Thunder they've got a lot of interesting pieces with Shea gildas alexander uh Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, um Poku the, you know, the other seven-footer. Yeah, the other seven-footer exactly. So we'll see what uh news comes out and to wrap up uh some NBA basketball talk, we're actually going to be taking it over to the Euro League with Anthony Council giving us a little
2: breakdown about what's going on over on the other side of the world. Now, everybody better be I, I don't care, everybody in the NBA better be looking at the the, the, the grease team cuz the way Giannis onto Kumpo is they shooting, almost have a full team of onato kumpos they, they they do they're <laughs> one, uh, one shot right one shot yeah one, only shot. one shot because the way i don't know if you've seen it but his percentages have been cr- slowly creeping up from the three point line and the way he's shooting the ball remember how when he would shoot the ball he would like Grab the ball and his arms would be out and he'd like grab it and like try he'd to gather him. So it's like he was like, like, g- like trying to like gently hold an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was but like, like that's to- how he's treating the basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. now, oh man, it, it's people it's he's letting that thing fly. It's looking like butter very slowly. And I'm like, and he's only twenty seven right now, in his prime. Yeah, people better watch out. They better watch out. But that Luka Doncic versus um Jokic battle, that was incredible. Oh my goodness. That was an incredible battle. I I mean I I gotta say Luca took the better though. yeah but I mean because well Luca's better than Jokic I think I mean, we're there that's
0: unanimous on this more, show yeah. at least <laughs> uh, just more agile but scores I, more
2: I mean two time MVP I'm just saying like Jokic is two time <laughs> MVP I'm not gonna say he's better than Luca I mean he is two time MVP wait until Luka gets the MVP then we can have the conversation but anyways but fine for change but <laughs> but I mean Luca Doncic is looking a lot better. He's, he's looking a lot healthier. He's looking a lot leaner. And I, and I guarantee he got some advice from Jokic just because they both are literally like, I'm not saying they're in the prime of their life, but they look like they're in the best shape they've been in a long time.
0: I'm just so glad that we're talking about EuroLeague basketball due to the fact that the competition in Europe, I mean, it's getting better. It's I mean, crazy. We briefly mentioned the kid from France that's going to be coming over soon. We mentioned Luka. We mentioned Giannis. We mentioned Jokic. Like a lot of these guys that are you know, top of the NBA. These aren't role players now. They're no, coming no. over from non-United States um countries and, and they are balling. Oh yeah. They're taking the cake. They're being that guy. I mean, Joel Embiid, you name it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh hopefully, we, you know, we see more talent coming from all over the world um because the Olympics has been a landslide for us and it would just be nice just to just see some competitive games just for the viewing pleasure other than just being able to you know, kind of blindly just bet USA and just know it's a safe bet. Because, I mean, it would make... Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, last year, don't get me wrong, the, the, the U.S. definitely got a wake-up call.
2: For sure. If if France had Victor, I don't... It, it would be very tough to say that the United States would win. Yeah. Him, so it
0: would be him, Gobert... I think Batum's still on there. Is he still yep. a, a national?
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they they would be. They've got some players that they could definitely compete. Because if you got Victor on the wing and you got Go Bear in the, as, as the center, and Victor shooting threes, yeah, it's ew, oh man. I mean, look, I, I don't even know if KD can really guard him like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, I say he's the best, but like Victor's seven three. Yeah. I can't like a, with like a seven foot, almost eight foot wingspan, who can shoot the three with ease. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: The, uh I, we gotta get a, a a tank line for Victor Wimbayama uh,
2: a tank <laughs>
0: a tank line you know those like tank. Yeah, yeah 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 we gotta get, it's a short one yeah I'll tell you that yeah
2: um I don't know <laughs> get sick for Vic I don't know nah, something look, 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 they they're definitely look NBA teams are definitely gonna be tanking for for, for
0: Victor for the possibility of drafting oh, for sure the next potential demigod NBA player yes well boys. That was a hell of a hell of a show it was it It was was.
2: you got anything else before i take us out of here um be nice eat your vegetables and uh watch some more sports because there's it's heating up and you know what fall means it's about to heat up real quick
1: absolutely kevin you got anything um i would like to say check out the green guys podcast obviously you're listening to the Fools on stools if you made it this far so thank you for doing so uh be sure to follow us on our twitter Insta- or yeah, Twitter, all and Instagram, yeah, all of our social medias. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. We love y'all. Yeah, from
0: myself, my co-host Anthony Council, and Kevin Walker. This has been the Fools on Stools podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us. Whatever you got to do. And as always,
2: take care. Grab, a, grab stool a stool and be a fool. Be a fool. Peace. Peace.